Hey you, do you believe in the power of collaboration? Of course you do, because people like us do things like this. Hi and welcome to a brand new episode of the People Like Us Do Things Like This podcast. It's a weekly exploration of the shared beliefs and mindsets, themes and ideas that connect us. Finding something that resonates with those that matter and it's not about excluding others. I'm your host, Neil Humphrey, and this week's episode, we're talking about collaboration. I had a great pleasure, literally just this afternoon, I'm sitting in a lay-by recording this, um, I had a chat with my friend Mark Masters, who is the brains behind the You Are The Media network of which this podcast is a part. We met up in his favourite coffee shop and we put the world of collaboration to rights. We explored ideas around, you know, where did the idea for the other media come from? Um, we look at the challenge that uh, YouTube stars are facing at the moment, this thing about burnout, and how at the end of the day things work better when we do it together. So if you are just discovering for the first time, great to have you on board. Be sure to subscribe. If you're listening through the Anchor page, you can choose whatever platform you listen to and unscribe subscribe through that if you really enjoy the podcast and you want other people to find out about it it'd be fantastic if you could take a minute and drop a review and rate us but you know all that vanity and rhetoric aside we've come here for a chat here it goes see you on the other side hi is this thing on yeah, well, do you know what? It's so good to be here in a real live environment. Um, I'm just talking to front myself. Of us. I'm talking to myself. Sorry, I should be sort of saying, hey, welcome to the people like us do things like this podcast, Mark Masters. Hello, how are you? You all right? I am. I'm going to describe it because we are in a coffee shop. This happens to be my favourite coffee shop called the Red Roaster in the People's Republic of Ashley Cross. And we are overlooking trees, yeah. colour, a fountain in front of us, rather than sitting on a screen, <laughs> looking at a Skype screen or whatever it is. It is. And uh, the only thing that's keeping here. us entertained is a cup of tea or water in front of us. Mate, this is live! It's live and direct. And literally, as soon as we finish recording this, I'm going to post this up live to the internet. So if you, watch, if you listen to it and you, if, you, if you're subscribing, you'll get an alert on your phone and you'll plug in straight away. We have literally just recorded this. Um, We're going to take a picture of this as well. Yeah, we should actually. We'll we'll, we'll post it on the interwebs too. Um, We're just by the coffee grinder, aren't we? So every now and again, we'll get interrupted, hopefully. But let's crack on. So, um, if you don't know who Mark Masters is, who the hell don't know who he is? Um, (laughs) I met Mark about six months ago, I'd say, on average, on average, give or take. Um, to describe Mark would be like, what if you've got the best bits of kind of TGI Friday Chris Evans and mix that up with the best bits of Morecambe and Wise, Eric Morecambe. Uh, no. Do you know what? Yeah. No, 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 here we go. Here we go, the Eric Morecambe thing. Now, I used to have, people would always say that I, I look like Alan Carr, right? 
Unless I'm getting a bit older now, I'm getting Eric Morker. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I don't, I don't, don't like that. Oh, so you don't like it, or do you like oh, it? Oh, I could be like, oh, hey! <laughs> <laughs> that, that, was, that was a visual, was a visual that joke. was not for trust uh, me, audio. Trust me, if you, if you follow Mark on his Instagrams and you see pictures of him in the gym, <laughs> he's definitely channeling the spirit of Eric <laughs> But uh, take that in the way it's meant. As no, 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 it is. Now, he is the brains and the dynamism behind the You Are The Media project. So I guess the best place to start was, why, yeah. don't, you, why don't you tell us a little bit about, well, me, tell the people listening a little bit more about the You Are The Media project, the idea and the kind of the growing community that it's, that it's spawned. It all stemmed from... So it all, all, all organically happened. Please don't think I sat here. That I sat and had an idea a few years ago and thought, right, how can I create and build some community and do stuff with it and do a conference and everything else? That was, yeah. never, that was never the intention. So I started writing and I wanted to find a way to keep myself fresh by writing every week. And then I, I, I published a book called The Content Revolution um, in 2015. And then from this email that I send out every Thursday, that I, my, my, my business is completely separate. It's my business, content marketing consultancy, and I wanted to create something that was totally separate about highlighting um, change within the world of marketing. Now, it started off really bland, the same stuff that everybody says. But then I wanted to kind of find a way that related to things such as ownership, the ability to build audience, and also how we as small businesses or businesses can become self-sufficient. And so I thought, I'm gonna keep this going. And can I build uh, subscribers around it? Can I build subscribers in terms of people that were prepared to leave their email? And then over time, that grew. Because then it became easier, and this is, the, this is how it starts to grow now. People subscribed, and every Thursday, people received an email called You Are The Media. And I thought in 2016, there was a growth, particularly on a local level, how can I pull people together? I've always been a fan. I've always, I've always totally appreciated how we can interact and how we can talk and how we can share together rather than hiding behind the screen or hiding behind a blog where we can edit, where we can cut and paste and everything else. But how can we put all this stuff in a live environment so people think I'm a total fraud or there is some meaning in the stuff that I go on about? So I thought, okay, let's pull everybody together. Let's have lunch together. Let's have it eat. And I took what I was doing online about looking at the way that companies are building an audience as well as techniques and things that are happening and create that in a live format. So there's the lunch club. And then what I, we did this year was create the You Are The Media um, conference. And it's all these ways. So everything is still glued together via an email. But now what I've started to find out over the past few years is that things become stronger when other people participate. And I love all this. It's like mm. what we're doing now. Yeah. Yeah? And it's okay, we created a network last month that this podcast is part of. But I love this idea now where there is this shared goal because I say that our allies are out there and our allies may not necessarily be the people that pay our invoices at the end of the month. Yeah, and that's something that really stood out for me because um, I remember one of the themes of a previous issue of the, of the newsletter was it's better when we're together. Yeah. And that kind of sparked off this whole thing about sharing knowledge. And I think it was, I recorded an episode kind of was literally on, off the back of the um, off the back of the conference. In fact, in fact, I remember that because I went to visit Sonia Jefferson 
of uh, Bible did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I studied Bristol, didn't you? And she's, she gave me the, kind of like the, the seed of an idea to repurpose the interview that I used for the first episode. And then that kind of snowballed before I knew what I'm going, I've got a podcast series. And it's that idea about we love being around other people who, who share our excitement mm. for something. Either people that we can, either people that we can learn something from, and follow their lead, or we can sit around saying, "I'm really excited about this thing." And it's like I'm also really excited about it, and I, I see that as a real opportunity for all yeah. of us. So where we have, so where we've got the how our personas are created offline, yeah. So we're, we're seeing it even more. And it's the thing I've been, it's the thing I was talking about this week. Where we, um, it was in the gar- is in the Observer on Sunday. It was talking about YouTubers that are just burning out, yeah, because they're just kind of totally directed via the algorithm. So someone else is their paymaster. Yeah, but this is when someone is just totally driven via using AdSense to pay someone a wage at the end yeah. of the day. So the alternative is what we're kind of chatting about here is how you can pull people together where we are in control of all this it just so happens that we have these different mediums in front of us to get used to you know, look at what you know how, what you're doing and how you're putting this podcast together it's just understanding isn't it it's the techniques of yeah. how all this stuff works but at the end of the day it's all this interaction between us as individuals mm. and we buy into and we buy into this kind of mindset. And the good thing for my side is I've twi- tried not to waver. I've tried not, when I say waver, I mean like a few years ago um, on the blog, it was rubbish. It was talking about um, what does a good brand represent or what does, uh, what does, it, what does SEO mean and mm. things like that. And that was just the fact that it was just the same as everything else out there. There was no depth to it. There was no opinion. There was no knowledge or there's no thing to back it up. Contrasted to that is how you can be steady with a particular be steady with a particular approach that you believe in and, and not waver from it I know yeah. we kind of evolve but then again that becomes easier for people to associate with right yeah. so it's like if we met a few months when we met earlier this year whenever it was this conversation that we're having now has always stuck to those elements that you thought oh Mark's, Mark's an interesting person looks a bit like Eric Markham because he's getting older he's, 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 he, does, he doesn't have the, the boyish charm of, uh, of, of Alan Carr but at least when we the conversation that we had then is more or less the same yeah. that we're, we're having today exactly because I think that there's this there's this idea that collaboration and I'd like to sort of talk a little bit more broadly yeah. about what you see collaboration is but this idea that there's this great idea that we are no man's an island right. and I think that there's this perception I think in the fields of entrepreneurship that you've got to be maverick lone wolf doing your own thing cutting your own yeah. path but actually it's much better when you work with other people complementary skill sets not identical skill sets and also that you're you're almost like you're working together with the people who are your audience and in fact it's the people who build an audience and there's a shared value and a shared mindset and they can become your customers and they become a tribe I've been fascinated with this notion of the tribe and 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 Seth Godin's book tribes sometimes you just need to stand in the middle and say I'm gonna stand for this yeah is that kind of where you you thought it start from here's a good thing right is that I don't 
Because too many of us can stand in front of an audience and tell us all how to behave, yeah? yeah? Yeah. So I could, we could all take this diatribe than what other people have written, talked about and everything else. So I'm a, all I've done is, 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 is try and take this human cannonball approach to show if it works. And the majority of things that I've done over the years have, have fallen flat on their ass, yeah? There you go, that's, that's honesty, is it? No, yeah. no, 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 I don't want to start talking now about kind of uh, failure now and all that. I'm going into the Gary Vaynerchuk we'll world. We'll save that for another conversation. <laughs> talking right. about failing fast and all that, all that other nonsense. So, there were lots of things that I'd done over the years that just didn't work. They didn't work in terms of traction, in terms of building people, of having that, asso of having that association, of having that alignment between the things that I, that I believed in along with the initiatives that I that, that, that I had in place. For instance, there was a thing a few years ago called Once Upon a Time that I did locally, mm -hmm. yeah? And it was all about um, how people started their businesses and how things grew. But on my side, listen, I sit within this sphere called content marketing. It just didn't align up, it didn't match up. When I say didn't match up, there was no measurement from it. There was mm. nothing, I probably had the wrong approach to it. I, I took a lot of things as lead generation, yeah? yeah? You part an event, people come to it, you think you can monetize it in some way. But it's such a wrong, and, that, and I understand it was such a wrong approach to make because now it starts to become a bit more transparent, doesn't it? Yeah. It's like saying, if I said, look, here's a webinar next week on the six, on the six areas that you are missing opportunities that are just kind of flying by you, then there's going to be something at the end that's going to be there for a sale. Whereas if you can do something on a gradual process and it becomes a much more fulfilling experience when, when people come along for the ride too, because it makes it easier. And this, my, this is my first experience of this, was back in 2015. And I did a podcast called The Marketing Homebrew yeah. with a good friend, a chap called Ian Rhodes. Yeah? He's based up in Cheshire. And this is what I did. I'd never done podcasting before, yeah? So a good example is, never done podcasting before, didn't know how it worked. So how about, you, I met up with somebody that I got on with, who was based in the north of England, Ian, and he was a lovely guy. So he said, let's do this. So if things went belly up, if things went belly up, we'd both go down in flames together, right? And that was the thing. Because he was a mar he was a marketer up there, up in the north of England. I'm down here on the, down on the, on the sunny south coast. And so we thought, well, let's kind of give this a go. And it was these, everything kind of become shared, yeah? The promotion of it, and, uh, and the, the, the write-up of it, and finding guests. And we did, we did a live uh, evening as well, down at Still Raymond in Bournemouth, the solicitors. And it was this element then, when you kind of take this thing on board together, because then you can share the riches as well, as well as understanding how it all worked together. And this is the good thing as well, is that it wasn't one was trying to get a bit of upmanship over the other. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Upmanship meaning, oh, I'm gonna get this client over here, or this is, you kind of went in it together. Okay, we had a sponsor, well, listen, we made no money from it. Okay, we got a sponsor that was a beer company, but it kind of helped us in terms of our own confidence. It helped us in terms of the conversations that we could have with other people and also for other people to understand the angle that we were coming from. Yeah. So in 2015, I kind of started to lean into more, working with others and understanding the pressures that go with it and, and, and sharing this workload. And that's what collaboration is to me, is yeah. this ability to share a workload. And there's everything that goes in it as well, such as learning, such as the appreciation of understanding how all this media and these channels work. 
because it's you know it, it's it's tough for all of us to yeah. understand. I mean, for instance, how how easy is it using the anchor? How easy was that to kind of pick up the it was, pace with this? Do you know what? It's, it's a genuine. As I said, I think said the answer. I genuinely think it is like a like a proper industry or sector at least disrupting tool because it's worth a lot of things where you have to understand what it replaces or what it disrupts to understand how valuable it is and it's like with anything anybody can pick up a pencil but it's the exceptional gifted talented people who can do a fantastic kind of Michelangelo style drawing um, but then it's actually the people who understand the media who can spread it and disseminate it. I remember when I was at college, at university, it was the people who had access to the tools and the people who had access to the people who connected it with the wider world, like if you knew a journalist um, who could get your work on the, the website, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's often as not, it's not just about having an idea, it's having an idea having a, a knowledge of how to use the tools and having a knowledge of how to spread the word. And it's the all different skills that you can't, I think that's the thing, yeah. you realise you can't do it all yourself. Because let me pick up on this as well, that you're talking about here, is that there, there is this underlying knowledge and appreciation of the medium mm. you are using. Because yeah. the majority of us throw ourselves, us, uh, throw ourselves into something to sell from, rather than in the appreciation of the channel we are using. Good example is how we look at Twitter mm. and how we use that, rather than, listen, it was always there as this conversational tool, but we go into default mode to sell from. And that's a similar for any, listen, we see it on LinkedIn, you know, I'm a huge advocate of how LinkedIn has kind of helped change my kind of understanding of that platform since autumn last year. But the majority of us still use it as a, as, as a way that we look upon as free advertising. Yeah. Uh, but it comes about by, by, by the understanding, the appreciation of the medium we are using and the audience is then that is there in front of us. Yeah. It's like now, I know me and you are chatting in a coffee shop, but there's also the appreciation that there's going to be somebody on the treadmill, whatever, going for a walk, whatever, listening to this in the car or somewhere else. And I like that level of intimacy that we can have with people, that one-to-oneness that we can have, compared to what I was saying five minutes ago by, by seeing that YouTube uh, creators that are now accepting burnout and the, and the mental health issues that are going on with that, and that can't be healthy. Mm. That's a really good point, actually, because um, there's, there's a collaborative aspect to that, because a lot of these kids, the YouTube stars, they think, great, all I need is a camera, yeah my brain and the mic and an internet connection and I will become a YouTube sensation. I will make, look at PewDiePie, look at um, Dan TDM. I mean, those are the only ones yeah, I reference. Yeah, only, like, well, yeah, these yeah. probably outdated references yeah. because my kids, <laughs> but um, insert name of YouTube starlet here. Um, they, and a lot of kids who kind of aspire to that as a, as a career option, they see the, and this is the whole thing with entrepreneurship, to be honest, is like, there are people who are genuine entrepreneurial minded and people who are just in love with the idea of yeah. being an entrepreneur and because there are no barriers to entry because there's no kind of degree or exam you have to take to become an entrepreneur anybody can do it it's you know it's great barriers are down but don't forget you are not the head of a global media empire you are not Gary Vaynerchuk you are not Red Bull Red Bull are a great example because at the first instance they are a, a, a drink um, and there's a whole other story about how they took yeah. Coca-Cola and all that, but it's that media thing because they've tapped in something and they have their own media 
behemoth yeah. that yeah. is capturing all this fantastic stuff and churning out this fantastic stuff. You cannot compete with it if you're just sitting at home with a laptop and a screen. You can't. Yeah. And you can't do it all on your own. And you have to have people who are constantly working behind the scenes to make it all work. And that's why these kids are burning out, because they are literally churning stuff, forced to stuff this machine. And like they said, um, what's his name? Who was that kid who got really he was interviewed by Casey Neistat the other day? Oh, um Oh, why do we? Why do we have this piece of paper that. in front of us? Anyway. And what's the bloke? Basil Bright. Ah, Basil Bright. Anyway, um, yes. So this guy, famous YouTube star, um, he 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 passed the kind of he went over that mark of what's acceptable. He did, didn't he? By going into that Japanese forest. Exactly, and that act, and he tried. He tried to defend Logan it. Paul. Logan Paul. There we go. Logan Paul. He tried to defend it by saying. We're slaves to the machine, and we're constantly creating so much, this imperative to continuously create and, and deliver to feed the machine that they didn't stop to think, is this yeah. right? And it's just like terrible that you could get to that stage because we live in this recorded age. It's like, you know, yeah, back in the day, you know, when we were youngsters, feckless teenagers, we could go and do stuff that maybe, because we weren't recorded and, and, and monitored all the time. And so there's this danger on one hand of feeling that we have to feed this machine, but actually, and this is the kind of point that we, we kind of pull from it, is that it's not about feeding this machine, this insatiable hunger that the media yeah, has. Yeah. And let's not forget, yeah. it's about making YouTube and by association, Google money. Yeah, 100%. The hard thing to forget is that for all the millions that the YouTube stars make, the machine is making equal, if not more. Because here's the interesting thing as well. This has started to only become documented in the past few months because now we're starting to see the repercussions of all mm -hmm. this, yeah? You know, when you start to see, because you can appreciate now where there is that pressure, if, we, if the kind of theme is about collaboration and stuff and finding our allies and finding those people where there's a rapport and connection, but the majority of these people work in isolation, yeah? yeah? Where there is this whole thing where the algorithm will pay those people that are creating more content because there are more views and more hits, so that's how people get paid. It's only been only only in the only in the past few months in 2018, but this is now becoming. Listen, I un understand it's more anecdotal, yeah. but how this is now becoming more apparent where people are stepping forward. But it kind of all starts to make sense mm. because you create this stuff wherever you are. Listen, Logan Paul is a great example by taking things to the extreme, the wrong extreme, but it was there for views and, and controversy and everything else. But it was all which comes down to these individual brands and everything else that we make. And I know that we can associate because that helps us kind of make that, create that rapport with. But if this kind of, if this topic that we are talking about does relate to this, over th this overall idea of collaboration, it is a, that's a far more healthier way to, well, to, to work and healthier. to operate. That because is, I, because here's the other thing as well. I know we're chatting. <laughs> like with the You or the Media Project. Yeah. Right? So before the conference, and I've been said it when we met up in May at the last year of the Media Lunch Club before, I was, I was broken, I was shattered. Because mm. there was a lot of activity. And there, there is this mentality to create and publish and distribute and to promote what we're creating. But I was, I have, I write every week, there's an email every Thursday, there was a podcast as well, as well as the build up to this conference. It wasn't sustainable. Mm. It was on the knees. So after the conference, I said, "Right, that's it. I'm having a, I'm having a bit of a break. Two months off have been the best two months I've had. 
Look at me, I've got this phoenix from the flames, <laughs> isn't it? Like, but was that a break from, from everything, or was it from the, the view of the, the side media? project? Because it was a side project. So this project. is a side project. This yeah. is the thing I'm fascinated by. The side projects that we create. So I don't want these lines to blur. We mm. have our business and how we make money and everything else that needs to pay the bills and the stuff that we need to, to do to enjoy life. And then there's other side, which is the side project. The side project is the thing that can, that helps us collate audience and mm. collates, that is another side that aligns with our business, but it's done in a much more softer, approachable, manageable, interactive way. So well, it doesn't feel so I'd like to take that a little Let's bit. Let's do it, man. Let's see how the, it's, because we are, <laughs> if we're in a situation where we can, we can literally be writing our own rules and yeah. the traditional yeah. notion of the job for life or the career, it's, it's all been, you know, to use the word, disrupted. And the fact is that, yes, you have at your heart a core discipline that you, you've always kind of clung on yeah. to and that the your media becomes a side project. But there's no reason why someone listening can't think, well, do you know what? I enjoy this type of stuff. I live for collaboration. And it doesn't have to be like, this is me, and then this is collaborative side project. There are kids and people, I'm saying kids, people out there who have their fingers in so many pies, and it's just that variety. And you're working with different teams of people. And sometimes they can be quite disparate operations, but they're driven by a shared sense of something. Do you know what I like as well? You talk about this thing of skill sets. Yeah. And now sometimes we're, we're supposed to be thrust upon us that we know everything. Mm -hmm. You know, with this mechanism that we're using now for audio. You know, we stumble upon it. We understand how these things work, and but we've got to give it time. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? To understand the, the techniques and things that all that all goes together. It's like me and you now. You know, it's it's only by being used to your own voice and the way that you speak and similar here, and rather than me umming and ahhing and tripping over my feet all the time, you, you get used to it over the years. But here's the thing: is this thing of utilizing skill sets? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, for instance, you know, down here with. Listen, a good, a good ally in all this stuff when you talk about collaboration is, is the local paper, is the Bournemouth Echo. Darren Slate, you know, you always see Darren there as a business editor at the local paper. We use collaboration in terms of here is, some, here is somebody who can channel your message in another space. It just happens to be print and online. But here is a guy who is a seasoned, one heck of a journalist that can help your story, your narrative into different audiences as well. But it only happens from having a rapport with someone and making it believable and understanding and seeing the whites of somebody's eyes rather than, because I get it from so many people, oh, I send the echo an email and no one ever got back to me. I think because mm. you didn't put any effort into it. Yeah. It can't just start from a subject matter that says the launch of my new business and then a reply that says, dear friend, dear sir, whatever. But it is finding the skill sets that are out there that can complement what we do, so it makes all this stuff far more easier and a far more richer and enjoyable experience of what we're doing. Yeah. You know, me and you happen to enjoy this over a coffee now, and it's... Exactly, and I think that finding, the, finding people to work with, and actually it's almost, it's almost like this obsession with finding targets and yeah. prospects. Yeah. There's this old, this old traditional yeah. kind of combative approach, but... My idea is like, you find people to work with, you find people who share a mindset or, or share a worldview and people who want to help you succeed. And it's not driven by some, on one hand, it's not driven by some kind of altruistic kind of take everything. It's driven by that, what's that word, that, that secondary sense, that secondary feeling 
of vicarious. That's yeah. the word I was thinking of. Good at that. Look at you, eh? How, many, how much is that in feeling? <laughs> is, that, is it vicarious? It is vicarious, yeah. It's that it. secondary feeling that you get. Actually, if you succeed, because I've had a small part of that, it, I get something from that. Yeah. Now, yes, you can make it into a formal agreement and you can put down shareholder agreements, but there's something about that emotional capital that it's like, I helped to make that happen. Yeah. I, like. I think that really sums up my belief about collaboration, is that you work together and you say, hop on board, I'm not sure where it's going, but I'll tell you one thing, we're gonna have some fun whilst we're doing it. Because what you're talking about here, here's, here's an example, here's an example that popped into my head. Ask me, have I got an example of a collaboration? Have you got an example, perhaps, of a collaboration? Bloody glad you asked. <laughs> right, here's one that we can all relate to. Let's look at something like Airbnb. So they did the other year, they kind of made a charter. They're very long kind of terms and conditions. So they were saying, look, the type of people that they want. And you know, we, we're not, there was a, the other year, there was an instances of, of the, not the right people being hosts. So they wanted people that kind of, they didn't want those people in who had their certain views, culture, race, ethnicity, sex, whatever. These were people that were not going to be part of their club. Mm -hmm. And they were quite apparent with it. And that's that kind of model as well. So those people, that there is a channel here, Airbnb, of how we use space to rent out for people to uh, uh, stay in our homes. But when you stay in a home, you kind of know that you vested that 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 interest in someone that approaches life the same way that you do. Yeah, you're not going to turn into a house. It's a right old mess. You're not going to kind of walk walk into a, walk into a place where the dungeon is downstairs. But you're going to walk into well, a place. Well, listen, listen. <laughs> whatever floats our boats. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not one. Listen. If you're into the chains and manacles, listen. I'm a very broad-minded kind of guy. But. It, comes to that approach that there is that shared mindset it just yeah. happens there. there's a company at the top of this called Airbnb to say we want this we want us to behave fairly to travel to see the world to see things through our own eyes and we can share all this together and it's genuine and I think that that's the thing that one of our I think it's one of our shared kind of bet noirs is brand purpose and I know that our mutual friend Matt Desmond again is one of his bet noirs is this thing about brands that fake purpose yeah. because yeah. Coca-Cola's Main raison d'etre. Two ah, French words. Two French words look in a sentence. <laughs> their main reason for being is to flog their sugary caffeinated beverage. Pepsi, again, another example. Yeah. What's the name? Kylie Jenner or somebody stopping racial hatred in the world war. It's like all bollocks, it's all fake. But when you've got that ethos that connects the people who are Airbnb hosts, Airbnb visitors, it's an ethos that exists and you can't fake it. Yeah. And that's the thing that I think is the is the glue that, that keeps the, the UR Media Network together and it's such a privilege part of it. And Thank you, mate. I just want to carry on and see where this where this crazy scooter journey takes us. Yeah, listen, it's a fun journey. Listen, there's a long way to go, but it's just building. It's, it's, it's organic as it can be, and it only works when, the, when people participate, take from it, learn from it, and are a part of this thing that we're building and growing. So if people want to join us on this crazy journey, how can they find out about that? Is my little moment in the sun now, isn't it? Yeah. Right. You've got two seconds. <laughs> Very quickly. So, um, 
come to the website, theidgroup.co.uk. There's a little banner that says Thursday email. Sign up there. On Twitter, it's at you are underscore the media it's on instagram at you are the media and yes listen there's there's the lunch club last thursday of every month so we got uh, august the 30th the last thursday of september the last thursday of october and then we're going to have the annual awards yeah the annual awards and we are going to get i'm going to give you an exclusive now the 2019 you are the media conference is happening I've booked all the speakers. I've booked. I've just. I've had one confirmed. Today. I've got one more to confirm. You heard I've it here all, first. I've booked all the speakers by one man. Exclusive. That's so fantastic. <laughs> I feel honoured. <laughs> <laughs> so, listen, Mark, we're going to wind up now before they get start throwing the cutlery around. But thank you, sir. Thank you, my friend. That it's was been fun. An absolute pleasure. Until the next time, folks. I've been Neil Humphrey. Oh, I love this, and I'm Mark Masters. Goodbye. <laughs>